Hello and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm Joe Inglis and for this episode we'll be talking about what you need to do to operate under the new plastic packaging tax. On the 1st of April this year, the UK government introduced this new tax to help incentivise businesses to increase the recyclability of their plastic packaging. The hope is that it will create a greater demand for recycled plastics so that these plastics avoid going into landfills or incineration. However, its implementation has created quite a bit of confusion for customers. There is uncertainty when it comes to where responsibility lies within the supply chain and whether companies need to register. During this episode, we're going to be joined by Graham Hastings-Styles, Bid Foods Sustainability Packaging Manager. He'll be giving more insight into the plastic packaging tax, such as how it's affecting the supply chain and what Bid Food are doing to reduce their plastic usage. But first of all, I'm happy to be joined by Christiana Lawson, our PR and external communications executive for Bid Food, who'll be supporting me on this subject. Hi, Christiana, and thank you for joining us for the first time. Hello, Joe. Thank you for having me. So, Christiana, can you tell us a little bit about your role at Bidfood, please? Yeah, so I'm a PR and external communications exec. So my role involves working in the press office and writing external comms that showcase our expertise in a range of foodie-related topics from the latest trends and legislations to current news like food inflation. And it also involves working on some very exciting campaigns throughout the year. And one of those campaigns is this campaign you've been leading the communications on, haven't you? Yes, so I've been working on this um, since February or so before the legislation came into effect. That's great, thank you. So without further delay, let's get talking about today's subject. So as we move on to this episode subject, I'd like to start things off by giving a warm welcome to Graham. Graham, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Joe. No problem at all. So to start things off, could you introduce yourself and share with the audience a bit about what your role is at Bidfood? Of course, yeah. My name is Graham Hastings Styles, and I'm the new sustainable packaging manager for Bidfood UK. Uh, I've been with the business now for five months. Uh, my job here at Bidfood is to help the business to fulfill its goals in regard environmental sustainability and to ensure that bid food adheres to all relevant UK packaging related legislation. Now I've been in the packaging industry for over 20 years and my previous roles have seen me working in areas such as home care, personal care, retail, pharmaceuticals and packaging manufacturing. Could you explain to our audience members what the plastic tax is and why it was introduced? Certainly I can. Now this bit's going to sound a little bit wordy uh, because this has been taken directly from the government website. Uh, because of this being the legislative piece for the plastic packaging tax, I want to make sure that everyone's fully aware of this piece. So this is a new tax that will apply to plastic packaging that's been manufactured in or imported into the UK that doesn't contain at least 30% recycled material. Plastic packaging is packaging that is predominantly plastic by weight. Now this tax will not apply to any plastic packaging which does contain at least 30% recycled material or any packaging which is not predominantly plastic by weight. Now imported plastic will be liable to the tax whether the packaging is unfilled or filled. Now, the aim of the tax is to provide a clear economic incentive for businesses 
to use recycled plastic in the manufacture of plastic packaging, which will create greater demand for this material. In turn, this will hopefully stimulate increased levels of recycling and collection of plastic waste, diverting it away from landfill or incineration. That's great. Thank you, Graham. Um, so to kind of help with what's in scope, what is and what isn't considered plastic packaging and who is affected by the tax? Okay, so in regard to the plastic packaging tax, a plastic means a polymer material to which additives or substances might have been added. Now, this does include plastic polymers which are biodegradable, compostable and oxydegradable as well. Now, the tax includes manufactured components and packaging involved in the containment, uh, the use of and the transport of finished goods. Now, import transit packaging, such as stretch wrap, shrink wrap and banding, isn't included in the tax liability. Now, the tax will impact businesses that manufacture 10 tonnes or more per annum of plastic components in the UK, or who directly import 10 tonnes or more of components and finished goods that contain packaging, which is predominantly plastic. So how much of a problem is plastic consumption in our industry? Well, looking at the figures, in the UK alone, we generate more than 2 million metric tonnes of plastic packaging waste per year. And this equates to roughly 36 kilograms of plastic packaging waste per person. Well, that, that is um, crazy amount of numbers, really. Thank you for sharing that insights. So now we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this topic and how this affects businesses in our industry. Plus, we'll discuss what businesses and what BizFood are doing to reduce plastic usage. Welcome back to the podcast. So, Graham, how has the plastic packaging tax affected the supply chain? And what is your opinion on the wider industry adjusting to this change? Well, we're now having to acquire detailed data from our suppliers in regard to specifications and packaging weight, which may not have been available before, in addition to ensuring that our suppliers are keeping very detailed records of what they've sent us for possible HMRC auditing purposes. Now, we've also seen large increases in the cost of material containing 30% or more recycled content. And we've also seen a big surge in demand for that material. Now, this has been leading to extended lead times and supply issues, as some of the larger food and drinks manufacturers have pre-bought large amounts of material stock, impacting the ability of the smaller manufacturers to source the necessary materials for production. Now, those businesses that have been looking at this tax now for the last couple of years are well placed in terms of data collection, payment mechanisms and exempt material forecasting. Now, those businesses which have placed this lower in their priority list are now struggling to achieve the necessary levels of required data and supplier buy-in to ensure compliance. Do you believe this legislation has caused any confusion or misunderstanding amongst suppliers and customers? Most definitely. Whereas most, if not all, UK-based plastic component manufacturers are fully aware of the plastic tax, many non-UK suppliers and importers are not. 
and they will need to be educated by their UK customers to ensure that they register for and pay the tax. Now, most customers are aware of the tax, but still have confusion around their part in the taxation scheme. Some believe they're directly liable for paying the tax, which they're not unless they purchase and import directly from non-UK suppliers. And some customers believe they need to collect large amounts of evidence from their suppliers, such as ourselves. So um, has there been any challenges since legislation was introduced at all? Definitely. As, as with any new piece of legislation, there'll be a transition period and the challenges associated with it. Non-UK suppliers may not be aware of the changes and need to be educated, which we've mentioned before. And packaging component data needs to be correct and up to date. Uh, the residual effects of the pandemic, along with the war in Ukraine and the subsequent cost of oil, has pushed plastic costs to all-time highs, especially for recycled plastic feedstock. Now, along with the upturn in demand from the new tax and customer demands for change, plastic containing 30% or more PCR has become a premium product and is priced accordingly. Now, moving away from plastic due to the difficulty in obtaining tax-exempt material has led strains being placed onto other supply chains of alternative materials, such as board and plant-based packaging. So despite any potential drawbacks there might be, what are the benefits to this law? Well, by encouraging the move away from using virgin plastics in packaging, uh, the tax will almost certainly reduce the amount of plastic polluting the ocean, sent to landfill or burnt. I mean, the tax will also conserve valuable resources by encouraging businesses to use more sustainable materials when packaging their products. Now, furthermore, the tax creates a larger market for recycled plastic, as plastic packaging containing at least 30% recycled material will be exempt from the tax. This gives businesses and consumers financial motivation to collect and recycle packaging instead of throwing it away. And the fact that the carbon footprint of recycled plastic can be up to four times lower than that of virgin plastic this clearly demonstrates that an increased usage of recycled material would hold great benefits for the environment. Uh, additionally, the tax could represent a milestone on the road to a circular economy by encouraging manufacturers to design products with reuse and sustainability in mind. It's really great to see that there are some really good positives that could come out of this. However, one of the challenges our industry faces is measuring the recyclability of their plastic. What measures can be done to support businesses to do this? Well, the industry has recognised the need for good data in regard to packaging. And there is now software available that will help you track your environmental impacts, such as your carbon footprint, etc. There are providers such as Benchmark Consulting who have the necessary tools available to help you with those calculations. Now, businesses need to work towards plastic components if they can't go plastic free that are single polymer plastics, uh, so i.e. they're all uh, PE, polyethylene, uh, or all PET, and try to move away from mixed polymer plastics that can't be separated. Uh, they need to work with their suppliers to ensure correct and up-to-date product information, which will allow them to target problematic components and instigate change. And now all bid foods own brand uh, products carry the on-pack recycling logos, 
which will help you separate any plastic packaging into its respective waste streams. We've spoken widely about the industry so far, but what are Bidfood doing specifically to reduce their plastic usage? Well, Bidfood started a programme of actively reducing its plastic content in own brand products a few years ago. Uh, the pandemic did slow down that program of change, but now that we seem to be coming out the other side of that, Bidfood is now reinstating that initiative. Now, as part of that work, Bidfood offers alternative materials such as vegware, which is a plant-based packaging, and we're also actively working with our buying teams to reduce the amount of plastic we use within our depots and on deliveries to our customers. So Graeme, is there any other initiatives that Bidfood are doing or supporting on to help customers along their path for a more sustainable future? Most definitely. I mean, Bidfood is an active member of the UK Plastics Pact 2025 and is working on a variety of initiatives from uh, reducing plastic, uh, reducing overall packaging weights, uh, removal of non-detectable plastics in recycling streams, uh, to removal of all single-use plastics from its portfolio where possible and where safe. Now, Bidfood has embraced uh, ESG and includes a programme aligned with the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. Now, this programme includes engaging our communities, uh, empowering our people, offering healthier and sustainable choices and managing on it our impacts. Now, in addition, the Scottish Deposit Return Scheme, DRS, will go live in August 2023 and Bidfood is actively working with Zero Waste Scotland uh, to ensure that we're ready to participate. Uh, the other devolved nations are still in consultation around DRS and further details will be circulated where available. Apart from DRS, the next big legislative change will happen in 2024 when the UK embraces PEPR or Packaging Extended Producer Responsibility which is an evolution of the current packaging recovery note scheme. P, EPR, has been estimated to generate nearly £2 billion, which will fund the collection of packaging waste in the UK. As with the DRS, uh, we will circulate further details as and when the scheme mechanisms are finalised. One of the big questions customers will ask will be around alternative packaging solutions that we have on offer. So does Bifood have anything in their range to support on this? Well, as well as the strides that Bidfood has been making in the sustainability credentials of its own brand food packaging, uh, we have a huge range of alternative materials available for non-food items, uh, such as PLA compostable pots and, and cups, uh, recyclable cups, uh, bagasse, which is plant-based packaging um, on food to go and tableware, craft paper, takeaway containers, uh, wooden cutlery, uh, single polymer PP pots and lids to make recycling easier, uh, wheat fibre-based food boxes and tableware, and also uh, NatureFlex, which are compostable clear food bags. Now, we're currently tracking the recyclability of all of our packaging, and we're pleased to say that we are at over 97% recyclable for all packaging and over 83% recyclable for our plastics. Now, with... So many of our customers are constantly coming out with new sustainability strategies all, all the time. As part of their strategies, how high up on the agenda should reducing plastic usage be? The primary concern for any business with its packaging usage, regardless of material, should be ensuring that 
its packaging is fit for purpose. It's all too easy to see the new thing on the market and look to transition straight away when your customers are demanding change. Now, step back and evaluate each solution beforehand, ensuring that its claims stack up and you won't be changing again in the short term as you've overestimated the potential environmental savings. Run smaller trials on innovative solutions to establish its credentials and then expand those trials to encompass more products once the initial benefits are known. Sometimes it's easier and more environmentally sound to look at simple solutions such as packaging weights, etc., to reduce your impact than to throw yourself behind an unproven solution with a slick sales pitch. And do you have any further advice, Graham, for businesses to ensure they're on top of their plastic usage? Definitely. There's six steps which businesses can follow to reduce their plastic usage. Now, step one is eliminate all unnecessary single-use plastics. Then be transparent about your plastics use so you understand where you stand and what you need to change. Make a pact, such as joining the plastics pact, and publish it. If your customers know you're tackling your plastic usage, they'll probably join you in the journey. Demand sustainable options from your suppliers, but remember one size doesn't always fit all. And you'll need a portfolio of solutions in place to help transition your business to truly sustainable. Options could include refillables, reusable plastics, and redesigning your products to move to paper-based packaging, for example. Join the circular economy. A shift to a circular plastics economy can reduce the negative impact of plastic waste and provide economic and societal benefits. Thinking like this, your business can consider its plastic waste as a resource and look for ways to reuse it internally or as a raw material for other sectors. And also look at ways to improve your recycling. Talk to your waste stream providers to understand the options you have. Are there any official sites or bodies that businesses can go to for extra help? You can visit Bidfood's website for links to organisations which can offer, offer help uh, and advice such as gov.uk. Now, for that, you'll get all the details around the plastic tax and the PEPR. British Plastics Federation uh, for further details around plastics recycling. And now there's other websites that can uh, be really useful and give good insights as well. RAP is one of those, which includes the UK Plastics Pact 2025, uh, OPRL for details around the on-pack recycling logos, uh, InkPen, which is the Industry Council for Packaging and the Environment, and finally the Ellen MacArthur Foundation uh, for all things circular economy. It does seem like there will eventually be a single-use plastics ban in the UK. What is Bidfood doing to prepare for the single-use plastic ban? Well, Bidfood has been working with its suppliers to transition its single-use plastic components to non-plastic alternatives. Uh, we now have a range of paper straws, along with wooden and paper-based cutlery and stirrers, in addition to the plant-based packaging which we sell. Now, we're working with our Scottish sale team at the moment to promote the use of these alternatives, and we're committing to ensure that we follow the spirit of the single-use plastic ban in Scotland even though currently there's a potential loophole in the Internal Markets Act, which is allowing businesses to circumvent the single-use plastics ban. Now, Scotland has requested an exemption to the IMA, 
which has been approved by the Lords. And now we're just waiting for Parliament to approve uh, the exemption too. Uh, this exemption will close that loophole and ensure that no single-use plastics can be used in Scotland moving forward. That's great. But before I conclude this episode, I'd like to give a massive thank you to Graham for joining our podcast and sharing your brilliant insight and knowledge about this episode's topic. Thank you, Joe. No problem at all. And Christiana, thank you for joining me for the first time as co-host. Real fun. Thank you, Joe. As you've heard, a lot is being done to reduce plastic usage to benefit the environment. Companies will have to think differently when it comes to the supply chain and the manufacturing and usage of plastic. Although there are obviously inconveniences in implementing this, it provides a small step in the hope of a truly greener, sustainable future. If you're keen to learn more, you can find links to what we've discussed in the show notes. We've also included links to all the resources we've created to support our customers with this new tax. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow our series so you can be the first to hear our latest episodes. Thank you for listening and until next time, goodbye.